0: Well, hey everyone, welcome back. Uh, It's Graham and Luke. uh, We were just kind of sitting around and we were realizing that uh, the conversation... We've been been talking since... um,
1: When did we start? 8? Yeah. 7.30-ish? Yeah, somewhere in there. It's now 12 o'clock, but we're still talking. So we figured we'd turn the the recording back on and uh, see if we capture anything good here.
0: Yeah. We were talking about set or what happens when you put your rig on stickies and what happens when you finish it up, um, like with the suspension all being dialed in, it being caged and armored up and everything and you know. Uh it's gonna be kinda awkward to pick back up where we were, but I think that when you go to put the stickies on your rig, uh it's gonna be the end of the full bodied era. Because, like, I'm staring down the barrel of that gun myself. Um, With the time that I have currently spent at AOP, I want nothing to do with the fucking glass in my shitbox anymore. Um, I'm cool with keeping the windshield in it, and I would like to keep doors. But all the back glass has to go. You know, like... I just feel like every time that I get into a bad position, and I know it's only going to get worse. Because if I put stickies on the rig like we were talking about earlier, it's just going to get worse. It's going to keep getting into more spots. So I'm kind of giving up on trying to keep it anything other than what it becomes. It's kind of guiding the ship now.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's you're not wrong about the whole glass thing and I agree and I'll I'll, I think I'll definitely reach a point where it won't it'll be a trailer rig but even right now it's I don't think of it as a trail rig or you know a trail only rig like I'm I'm still I haven't fixed it from ALP but I will slap what I the little I did break and the little I'm not happy with I'll slap together and fix and I'll be out I'll be driving it to whatever our next event is. And that just comes down to, logistically, my situation. I have the truck now. I know I can tow with the truck. So it's only a matter of time until I have a trailer and a place to put the fucking trailer uh, that I'll I'll throw those stickies on that I do have. I have two fucking sets of stupid stickies now that, uh, you know, I don't... I need to start using them. It's a waste to just let all that shit sit. So, uh, when, the, when the trailer reveals itself and i have a you know whatever deal i need to work out to store the fucking thing and get that all sorted then it'll then my situation will change but until then i've uh, i'm sort of stuck on the dots and in the setup i've got and i i think my setup is you know pretty good for what it is as a full body rig um Obviously the leaf springs leave a lot to be desired, but uh, I, I still don't I don't know how much changed since I did the coilovers in the front, I'll be honest. Like we were talking with Bart and Brad, like about how all that stuff changes your rig. I'll be honest, I didn't notice a massive difference in the way my front end was performing, I'll be honest. It felt about the same. Maybe a little less bouncy, but really other than that. I don't know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't, like, blow me away. I wasn't like, oh, yeah, coilovers so are, like, the best shit. Like, I'm, there probably are small differences, but, like, it just worked, and I didn't really notice it. Like,
0: it's always well, you're worked. It's right. also known for just working. Like, yeah. it's kind of what you do. So, other than the bunny hop syndrome that you had going on when you had blown out shocks, it's just... Yeah, it's going to
1: be interesting... Once I actually have more time on the setup to see if that's still there. I have a feeling that's my link configuration, which I slightly changed, but not enough that it should stop it if that's what's causing that. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm still not happy with that lower cross
0: member. That's got to change at some point, but uh, yeah. it, it's whatever. I'm planning on beefing mine up a little bit more, but like, That's not a big project. That's something that I should probably just get to doing. Uh, Get a little cardboard-aided design going and fix that up. It'll be nice when that's actually done. Um, But I had the polar opposite experience. Granted, I did the opposite end of the Jeep, and I've always loved how the front suspension has been in that Jeep, and it's only gotten better.
1: Yeah, and that's... You're, the way you did it is definitely the, the smarter way of going about it. If anything, my ride quality got worse because I fucked up the Leafs in the back by rushing that job, and I'm not super pleased about them, but... Uh,
0: yeah, and, like, but I had to go through the floor and I had to do everything there in order to make that whole setup work, and, yeah, it works great, but, like the passenger lost footwell space, which, you know, you sh- would think wouldn't matter that much, but when it's your girlfriend riding around with you all the time, it does become a little bit of a problem. And the fact that it now gets ridiculously hot for some reason, cutting that one area made the Jeep far hotter on that one side than it used to be. What when I had the floor. um, where I have that mount for the, uh, Upper control arm. Is on it the sealed back. off? I forget if it we sealed is. that off. Yeah, it's sealed.
1: Huh. And it's it getting just, hot because of that?
0: It's always been hot. Ever since I made the cut, it's been hot.
1: I would just throw some dynamat or equivalent in there and you'll notice a major difference. And also if you've got any literally any hole from that transmission tunnel into the cab will just pour heat in. You have to close all that shit off. Otherwise it just gets bad. As soon as I wasn't, you know, I got off my ass and actually, uh, screwed down a, you know, a transmission grommet to hold the shifter and keep that all enclosed and the heat out. It changed a ton. Like it's actually not, horrible to
0: drive anymore. I've got the factory, uh, or I've got the lower grommet. I don't have an upper grommet because I don't have anywhere to put it. Yeah, uh, I think I'm in the same boat. I have the
1: lower one and the upper one kind of just flops around in there. I don't even know if I have, yeah, well, I mean, I think you can actually buy that insert, but my front, or my center console is so fucked up anyways, it's not straight. It's like, I mean, it looks good in pictures if I clean it up, but, yeah, I know, you don't have one, so it doesn't
0: matter. You don't need one. Yeah. Uh... Um, I was trying to think about it. I'm almost tempted to grab some thin wall tubing, like a, you know, 8 foot section or whatever, and I want to bend up something to rest my arm on for while I'm wheeling, just like uh to take the place of the console and to hold a set of soft drinks or something.
1: Yeah, having because... cup holders nice is nice. It's a nice. uh, you know, luxuries.
0: Yeah, little luxuries like that. Maybe a nice little, like, uh, area that I could possibly, you know, put my phone, stuff like that while I'm wheeling so it doesn't have to stay in the glove box. Yeah. Although, you know, the phone in the glove box, uh, I don't know if that saved me
1: or hurt me. I'm trying to think when I sunk my Jeep, if my phone was in my... No, it definitely wasn't in my pocket, because if my phone was in my pocket, it would have been fucked. I forget where it was, but I think it was in the glove box, and we saved all that shit. If it was in my pocket, no chance. It would have been sunk.
0: Mine was in my seat. Um, (laughs) No, no. I mean, it was in the back pocket on the seat. It wasn't in my... Oh, gotcha. Like, so it was sitting, you know, like mid-back level. And the water line on the back of the seat stops right at the bottom of that pocket. So it definitely got wet, but it didn't get like destroyed so i think that, that was trip, such a bad I think, idea
1: i think that was when i had my old phone that was like barely hanging together and it didn't it didn't like the water it did get a little wet i believe so
0: can we just talk about how bad of a fucking idea that whole thing was no it was a great time i don't know how no, will do it again but i would not do the floody bit again
1: I don't know. It's It was something different. It was a different sort of adrenaline rush. Like, oh, my rock crawler is now flooding. And it's not <laughs> waterproof. <and> perfect.
0: <laughs> Just what I want. Um, But yeah. I was okay. amazed when that thing started back up. And that's the same four liter that's in it now. Yours? Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. yeah. A, that, that... <laughs> it shows it's a real testament to that four liter.
0: Yeah, uh, there was water in the distributor, which is what was part of what caused my running issues. I had to replace the distributor cap because it rusted one of the terminals clean off. And it rusted the rotor. That was great. <laughs> I'm amazed it still ran.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've got anything else to clean up after that trip, honestly. I think I got most of it in the first year and a half. But yeah, I don't want to have to do that again, so maybe you're right. Uh, we won't do that. Um, yeah, I'm
0: good on skipping. Um, I was thinking about it, though, and I'm kind of intrigued with the idea of doing a... Since I'm getting that area to work on it and I'll be able to store it someplace out of the rain, Um, pulling the hatch off and running a bar across the back of it where it connects the... Uh, or connecting both of the fenders together, like right in that intersection point, bend it, come around the backside, bend it again, and then um running a bar down to the bumper and two bars back to the shock hoop or back to um the internal part of the C pillar to really tie everything all in. And so that way, when I have to back up into something stupid, it won't be as big of a deal. I'm sorry. I, I
1: caught all of it, but the beginning portion. You're tying this in between your C-pillar
0: and... Uh, tying it into the... You know, like that area where you built in the fenders where it connects the exterior C-pillar to the fender? Yep. Bar across that. So it would be welded in there, welded in there, going across the back without the hatch in there. Oh, gotcha. Yep. Running a bar down to the bumper, running a couple of bars back to the internal portion of the C-pillar to really just kind of tie everything in and then give me a spare tire mount. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Uh, it would be nice. It would definitely Your hatch doesn't
1: work as it is anyways, so it's not really doing you any good.
0: No, and it's bent um the unibody is bent there. So that hatch will not work because of the bend in the unibody. No matter what I do, even if I get a pristine hatch, it's not going to close right ever.
1: Yeah. Then um I'd leave that one on until it breaks and then take it off. And if you're removing all the glass anyways, take the hatch out and put a spare tire there. And then you've got some weight in the back and you can, you know, make those rear coilovers actually do something, give yourself some weight so it doesn't just lift off. Those rear coilovers do fucking
0: awesome. It does not feel like it lifts off at all.
1: No, because you've got light springs in it. But if you put a tire yeah. back there, you might have to rethink that. Yeah, I would Charge them more. I don't know how well, that
0: works. Uh, The charges for, like, dampening, I believe. I'd probably have to go up to something like a set of 175 over 250s. Even that's or... a little much, honestly. I don't know. I'm running 140 over 225 right now, so it's not that big of a step. Okay. Hmm. Uh, It's kind of
1: a weird... uh, I mean, I don't know if the rear setup is supposed to be that much different from the front, but that's a pretty significant jump.
0: I really like it. Um, Like, with the jump and the spring rates, it is so... Who who recommended that to you, just out of curiosity? I was talking with uh, I originally wanted to go 150 over 200s. Yep. And I was tacking... er, Tacking. I was talking with Chad Bartley, and he's like, hey, I've got to set 140-pound pack racing springs and 225-pack racing springs. Do you want to give that a shot? And it just fucking worked really fucking well. <laughs> like, by the math, it shouldn't be as good as I think it is.
1: Yeah, but, but it's better than your leaf springs, I think. So, you know, you're... The bar was not set very high, but yeah, I mean, as we've talked about many times, it works very well. It's a good set. Yeah.
0: Um, And like we talked about with Bart and uh, Brad, I have that set where I've got three inches of up travel at 140 and then I'm coming in and I'm hitting the 225s. Yeah. So it's a much more progressive hit uh, when I'm doing go fast stuff. And if I had a more faith in my fabrication, I bet it would be entertaining to see what it did when it gets jumped. Well, you're never going to know if it can be jumped till you jump
1: it. Listen, if Collins can survive a jump with that rotted out fucking unibody, I think you'll be fine.
0: Oh, I'm more worried about like dropping a four liter onto a connecting rod like Greenleaf.
1: Oh, no. well, I mean. Even then, yeah, you know, that's what the crank's for it. You know, it's it's like a little hammer in there. It'll just pound it out. That's how that yeah. works. Yeah. I mean, it worked for Colin. Yeah. And it. I mean, it worked on my 44 factory diff cover when I slammed it into a rock and it pushed it into the ring gear. <laughs> it just, so the amazing. ring gear just
0: zoop, fixed it right up. That's another fucking entertaining axle. I'm amazed that that thing's still shrugging. What, my little 44? Yeah. Yeah, I don't Under know. Under Cody's rig, it's something else. Because <laughs> he puts that thing through fucking work when he actually wants to wheel.
1: Yeah, yeah, he really does. Uh, I mean, I have full faith in that axle. It never did me dirty. Set the gears up mint.
0: Did his no, front gears gears. Be... Like... His rig would be so fucking cool if he would just cage it and throw chromos at it and just leave it alone. He could even put it on 35 stickies and just be, like, content with it. Almost. I mean, he could beef... Uh, I don't know. Um,
1: He could probably just put a sleeve... He does have those tons. He could put the tons in, but at the same time, if he doesn't want to put the money into it, he can just beef up that 30 as much as you can, put RCVs in it, and put little stickies on it, and you know, then, you know, that, that sort of stuff doesn't really lose value. You can find somebody else who will buy Dana 30 RCVs and and run it, right? As long as you don't blow the ring gear doing something stupid.
0: Yeah, and isn't he about have. to get Hydro Assist? Yeah, I gotta
1: finish, or I'm waiting on parts for that, for it to finish that up. Just little shit that I thought I had, but I didn't. And then he'll have that, and then it's just all up to him to put that in.
0: I think he's My got the parts. starting to go. So, I gotta get that fixed. What do you mean it's starting to go? It's leaking out of the rear. It's leaking out of the pitman.
1: Yeah, time for a reseal.
0: It needs a reseal. And probably a rebuild. Where'd you get that uh, box from?
1: I didn't build that Kevin. one,
0: Kevin. Kevin Powell.
1: Oh, okay. He built that? Or you got it from him?
0: Yeah. Yep. I did. Um... He had a friend that was building them and he took the box from or he took my factory box from me and then gave me that box. Um, I blew it up the first trip out, sent it back to the guy that built it and he did a full rebuild job on it. And that box, I'm not even sure if it's a Cherokee box anymore. It might be an S10 box. Um
1: There's so many variations in steering boxes, even in just the Cherokees, like the early model ones are different from the late model ones. I'm pretty sure the late model um, boxes have a snap ring and like a double, um, double seal on the pitman shaft or the, you know, the sector shaft and then the actual steering shaft um, seal is way different on the newer style. It's actually more annoying the older style older boxes i think are the easier ones i don't remember which one is which i'm pretty sure the newer one's the one that adds more crap the older ones are easy and i'm pretty sure cody gave me an old one because it was like oh i just had to pull one seal out of the bottom that's not usually how they are and it didn't have a snap ring which i also also thought was kind of weird box
0: came from my shop not positive it may
1: have i'm not sure
0: where he got it from For a while there, I had like four of them down there.
1: It's a pretty decent box. It's not, it wasn't sloppy when I was messing with it. Like, sometimes I get them and it's like, "Eh, I don't know if this is going to be worth rebuilding. But, uh, that one seemed like it was in pretty decent shape. Yeah. I know it's older because the newer boxes don't have, and maybe they do, maybe it's just, you know, it's a case by case basis. But every newer box I've seen, all the fucking, um, uh, valve balls are the same fucking yeah. color. In the older ones, they're different colors. If you don't have the different colors, you have to figure out like half a millimeters, or you know, half a. It's hard even with a caliper. Uh, what micrometer to see exactly the difference? Like it's that fucking small. You're basically guessing. So you sit there, and I take a caliper because. Uh, you know, it works yeah. just as well. You find which ones are smaller and which ones are bigger, and you're like, okay, that's a small one, that's a big one, that's a. But you're looking at like 0. 0.1. It's like a 0. 0.1 difference. It's like, okay, well, that one's probably smaller, and I've got 22 small ones and 22 big ones. We're good to go. Like, hope we didn't mis- mismeasure two of them and I got them fucked up. But I think you notice that pretty quick. I've never had a box fuck up. Is that me. what
0: causes the popping, you think? And steering boxes? I'm pretty sure the popping
1: is when, at least every time I've had a steering box pop and crunch and make horrible noises, the little the spiral piece that those balls ride in, that spiral gear, the very end of it is very thin. And I don't know what kind of metal it's made out of, but it's got to be brittle because that'll just crack and you'll be missing a chunk of it and then fluid or whatever's going on in there. And that ball is like getting crunched on the very end of that that bit. And it just does weird shit, and the, the fluid must go everywhere, and it just does... You can drive on it for a little bit, but it doesn't get better. It only gets worse, so...
0: But you can also see, like, from what I was just saying, how it's really tempting looking at full hydro right now. Yeah, and...
1: I still, at some point, once I have... Once I'm... Trailing the thing and I don't need it to be on the road, like, I'll probably do some stupid full hydro setup. I, I one thing that's always fascinated me is the um, the full hydro tie rod with the drag link that still connects to a steering box. Sort of like, it's it's super overkill for the trail rig, but like, I don't know. I, yeah, the I, race rig is a setup. challenge. I like, I don't know, I think it's fun to make a conventional steering system work. Well, in something that has that much droop, right? while still you know, having all the capability of something with full hydro that just sounds cool. It sounds like a challenge, and i'd uh, I'd like to talk to people who've done it, and um, you know, I know there's a couple write ups of people who've done it and parts to use, so it's not in the cards right now. I have way too much other shit to focus on with it, but
0: yeah, well, we were point. talking about it earlier. I'm currently in like this weird downbound spiral where. Oh, hey, I'm back to wheeling. Oh, shit, I'm in a totally different area. Uh, the lay of the land is totally different, and we've got rock rods. We don't have, like, a lot of crawlers. Everyone's building these really long rigs and putting a ton of horsepower in them with stickies. Well, and... not
1: everyone is, but a lot of them are. And you can do i don't know personally and i haven't i didn't i didn't see how how things were going at your most recent stint at AOP but i mean it sounds like your rig still works pretty damn good as it sits so i wouldn't beat yourself up too much over going you know full fucking retard on it and no, you know
0: but changing it all outright i would say i'm not saying like i want to punch the rig out or anything Um, because I don't want a rig that's that long. I don't agree with having a 117-inch wheelbase. It doesn't seem to me like that is my driving style. But it's the 35 splines and the stickies that are going to be the next step. And then getting rid of some of the glass, because some of those trails that I was on were just weird, like... uh, felt like I was watching the glass more than I ever had to in New England. Well, I mean, you don't have to watch the glass.
1: You just let it do its thing, and when they break, pick it up and don't replace it.
0: You know? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I'm probably overthinking it, like you said. I think probably the best thing to do would be the 35 splines at the moment, because... Yeah. Uh yeah, do the thirty five splines, do the drive slugs, and
1: and and run it. Like just see what it does, see what else it needs. But I mean that stuff's already kinda spendy for an 04 as it is, right? I don't know what that stuff all goes for, because I don't have to buy it, but it's not
0: I mean, super Let me cheap. Google that. Um ninety-nine to 04. Um, so East Coast gear supply, uh, that's not too, too bad. Um, so, right, you're talking 170 apiece for the shaft. For uh, each one? Yeah.
1: So, so that's a, you know, a solid chunk of change just for two. Yep. Right. Maybe buy one, blow a 30 spline, and then throw it in. Sort of like Rob did on a jacket. Because honestly, like, you don't. Like, you'll blow them. I guess. I don't know. It depends. If you're putting drive slugs in it, then it doesn't make sense to keep the 30, 30 spline outers. I don't know. No, it really does. If you're gonna do it, just get it all at once and just be done with it. Then you don't have to worry about it, I guess. But then yeah. you're still dealing with the. Uh, I don't know. You still have to deal with the four, four fourteen eighty joints, right? Those inner ones. Which I don't. Do. Yeah, I, I don't think I ever had an issue with them sharing, but I was on thirty sevens, <laughs> like. Uh, and I was still, like, m- murdering them a little bit, but granted, some of them were ancient. They had probably been in the truck since, or been in the axle since the, uh, axle was built, um, so they didn't really owe me anything, and even then, they only just cracked, but I don't know, I guess you'd have to put a good joint in, or a super joint, or something dumb that wouldn't be streetable. I mean, it already isn't gonna be streetable if you put drive slugs in it anyways, on it. really. So...
0: Yeah, so five hundred and fifty bucks roughly, not counting u joints, um, and that's with using those spindle bear- or the uh unit bearings I got off of you.
1: Yeah, because you can bore those out, right, with the machinist. Yep. Your machinist magic.
0: Yep, that's yeah. the plan. I'm gonna bore them out, and I'm just gonna slap in the uh, bushings and whatnot, and. I mean, I could probably shop around a little bit. Like, I think Solid Industries uh, makes a set of drive flanges that were like 100 bucks. Um Or Solid Axle, I'm sorry. Which, by the way, their website is still stuck in fucking 2006. I
1: can respect that.
0: Is it is simpler axle? that way.
1: There's yeah, something about the axle. old school... 2000 Oh, they went
0: up in price, too. They're 220 bucks.
1: No, Solid makes good products, too. I've only ever heard good things. And my cover did pretty good. Never had an issue with it.
0: Yeah, Solid does. And I really like their little... um, The logo... I think it's kind of better than the East Coast Gear Supply logo, but you know, hey, that's <laughs> my little.
1: Then you can just look at that axle and be like, solid. Look at that. That's a solid
0: axle. See what it did there? Yes. Yes, I do. Good. Um, I was just currently ignoring it. <laughs> oh my God. Yukon, baby, what is you doing? What are they charging? Like 500 for a fucking. 482. For 30 spline drive uh, flanges. Jesus. Well, you gotta buy
1: the purple bear. That's how you do it. Yeah.
0: 408? That's where the bling is. Yeah, they're 408 through um, East Coast, which is... <sighs> Man, that's still, like, a lot of fucking money for 30 spline inners. Just, I don't. Just get to watch that. the thirty
1: spline blow up, yeah.
0: Yeah, like it makes more sense to me at that point to just throw a set of thirty spline chromos in it and like call it good. I should probably get a set
1: of drive flanges for mine when I blow a fucking worn hub. Um, but I haven't done that yet, and I still have one spare worn hub. I have I had a set, I have most of a set that I got with the axle, and then I bought a new set. And I think with the parts I have, I can scrounge together one. And depending on what breaks, I don't know what breaks on those uh worn hubs. I can probably, depending on what happens, I can I could potentially get two, but I don't know. So uh, in the future, I'll probably have to get some.
0: So they've got a kit that they put together that's five hundred and forty bucks with a U joint, but I don't know if it comes with the uh, Delrin insert. Delrin not... insert for what? Um, it takes the place of the old uh, bearing that was oh, in there. Oh yeah, yeah, that the shaft rides on. Yeah, yeah, because you don't need that anymore when
1: you have the. Well, I don't think you have enough space, right? It, it, you'd have to put a different one in and then machine it for a different Yeah, you have barrier. to machine
0: it. Um but like you know, that's 540 bucks with brand new Spicer joints is not a bad fucking price whatsoever. No. Um
1: but I don't know if I was going to put drive flanges in it and I was on you know, factory Dana 60 U joints, I probably wouldn't put a spicer in it. I'd put something dumb in it, like a super joint, or I don't know who else makes them nowadays, but there's a couple other options.
0: There are a couple other options, and I'm not going to argue with that. My issue is. Um, the amount of money that is going into that front end at that point. I know it's not like throwing a set of RCVs at it. I mean, you could do but, that. Then it would never blow up. <laughs> yeah, it would never blow up. But I. that's just... That's a good chunk of change right there. Um, And you know what? Looking at the cost of a set of Yukon Hardcore Hubs... Can you get Yukon yeah, Hardcores for the 0-4 in a 35 spline? That's kind of cool.
1: Um, I would go with those.
0: I'm, I'm just going to go with the flanges, dude. If I've I could the... get Yukon
1: Hardcores for my 0-5, I would. I don't know why they don't make them. I don't know what's stopping them. Like, I'd
0: give the Purple Bear all my money if they would make them. Like, I, I'm not going to argue on that. It makes sense to me, but... Considering where the rig is going, I think that slugs are a perfectly acceptable answer, and it has that uh, Spartan up front. It's not welded.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the Spartan's, like, barely not welded. It is, like, barely not welded, but... I'll be honest, with my 05, I definitely gained turning radius, and I didn't really do anything to gain it. It's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, well, that gets into the scrub radius and all that stuff that we were talking about with Chris. Yep. Uh, Your scrub radius, because you've got that thinner rear axle, is a lot. Well, that, but I
1: also set... I just did my, my steering setup in general. I guess I did change a little bit. Um the pitman arm is putting the throw on my actual knuckles is way more than it was on the uh the 50 because of where I put the drag link. On the 50, the drag link and the tie rod were on the same bolt, whereas I on this axle I pushed it back one hole, um, which is what you're supposed to do. But I I didn't really follow the directions there. I put it in a slightly different spot because I need to be different, but um. Uh, that made a huge difference and, I was, difference, and I was surprised. And I could probably put a WJ or a Waggy Pitman Arm and get a little more throw out of it. I don't know. I, I know the, the length difference is there, and the drops are different, so I didn't do that before ALP, but that's on my list, too. I think I could get... I don't know what I'm getting now. I'm probably using a... I could probably get more... If I wanted to, I'm not a hundred percent sure.
0: You probably could. That would definitely be interesting. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm sorry. I'm just currently working on cringing. Are you looking uh, at expensive things as a
1: poor boy with no money?
0: Oh fuck! That's really not that bad of a fucking price. Or what 1375 for 60 uh full chromo kit with flanges yeah
1: That's well, I... not too bad but how much are our CVs I guess
0: you'd still need flanges yeah. 2800 for our CVs <sighs> okay maybe don't do those yeah that's
1: maybe after you blow up like Six chromos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, mm. definitely after I blow up like six chromos, uh, there is no way that I am going to go RCVs at this point in time. It's just that's too much money uh, off the rip for what my rig is. It's a boring, boring XJ. I'm just surprised, because I thought that they had, like, um, kits put together where you could just, like, buy the whole uh, kit and caboodle as, like, one thing instead of having to uh, piece it together, which is weird.
1: You'd think that would be kind of front and center, like, here, buy this package deal.
0: Yeah, and, like, they've got a picture of it on the... uh, website like it's East Coast gear supply come on where's the uh axle shafts and I'm, I'm sure you could
1: call them and get get whatever the deal is though they're usually pretty good about that from what I understand
0: yeah I don't think I'm I've gonna, ever had to call'm but... uh, wondering if someone's got a complete like yukon kit um Please don't be rough stuff. I really hate you, rough stuff.
1: Why do you hate rough stuff?
0: Because they never ship anything.
1: <laughs> it's a great west coast shop. They it's do a great ship... west
0: coast shop but that does not ship on time. Oh,
1: not to the east coast. You got Barnes, Barnes or Boy...
0: Yeah, well, Barnes. Except they is changed like... their
1: fucking brackets. They've got this square design, and I fucking hate it. They need to go back to their little round, bubbly design. It was way better. If was it? Would, it? Was... Yeah, it was. I liked it a lot better. The square looks fucking retarded. I literally hate my new track bar mount, but, I like, I mean, I wasn't gonna not get Barnes, but I hate the way it looks. It's got these, like, it looks like a Lego. It looks like a Lego block. It's just, like, I don't know. It looks like it's the design. They sacrificed, they cut like little corners out where it should be just a straight piece of metal. And I get it, like it looks like a nicer product when you have like metal cut out of it and all that. But like, let me cut the metal out of it because now I can't grind it down to make it so it sits flush on my fucking frame rail. Because if I grind it down, I'm taking the not even half inch worth of metal that's actually attached to my frame in that spot and making it more like a quarter inch, and that's just stupid. I'm not welding a quarter inch uh, by quarter, in- no, I guess it was more, I don't know. Either way, it was going to look fucking dumb, and I had I, they basically boxed me out of doing that because of that little triangle they put in that stupid thing. I'll take a picture later if you want to see it. It pisses me off. And my trackbar looks fucking retarded because of it. So, I wish they just went back to their boring, stupid bubble design with no fucking holes cut in it, and you know, let me do the cutting, because yeah.
0: Hey, Rant so over. on an entirely separate side note, um you should probably bookmark Bronco Graveyard for your front axle stuff because they have OEM axle shaft assembly driver's side um fifteen fifty U joint pre assembled for hundred and fifty bucks. That's the whole thing. So that's like wild.
1: Why the fuck does Bronco Graveyard have F-250 parts? That just seems wrong. They should only have Bronco parts. One would
0: think, but I'm not here to complain. Yeah,
1: no, the 1550 shafts weren't too bad. I think I got mine for a similar price. I don't think I spent more than, like, 350 bucks, including shipping, on that whole thing. With joints and everything. Like, it was a really fucking... And... Granted, the U joints are greasable. I just—they're not the strongest U joints I could have put in them, but we'll see how they do. The shafts were cheap enough, so
0: Bronco Graveyard's got a full inner kit and outer kit of 35 splines for 785.
1: Like that's with shafts really? and everything. Yeah, that's not bad.
0: No, that's really good. Not the
1: site I would expect to have that, but...
0: Kind of yep. interesting. Uh, their 35... I'm sorry, yeah, their 35 spline kit is $785. Let's see, we'll add that to cart. Then we're going to go backwards a good bit here. Let's see, I don't need hub. I need lockouts, which I'm not looking for lockouts. Oh shit! And then they've got the Solid Industries um, Drive Flange Kit for two twenty. Hmm, not bad. Oh uh, shit! And you can get
1: SPL. Are they greasable though?
0: I hope you they're get... not greasable.
1: You can get the SPL Blue fifteen fifties for. 90 bucks. It's not too bad at all. Oh, it looks like they're greasable. No, they're comparing it to a greasable one.
0: I am super tempted right now to just click order. I should really behave myself. I would uh... say
1: uh, sleep on it and not order it at one in the morning, but uh, you do you. I'm not going to tell you no. I'm um, gonna
0: sleep on it, and uh, it's. I'm gonna wait and see what Bart has to say. But that's not like a bad setup at all. It's a thousand bucks out the door for full inner and outer chromos with drive flanges.
1: Yeah, I mean, if he can throw a better deal at you, I'd take that. But otherwise, that's not too bad.
0: No, the only thing that I'm wondering is what U joint comes with that kit no I don't need help they seem to have
1: pretty decent deals on the SPLs they do Um, I don't know if I've ever seen a SPL for a 1550 at that price I don't know let me double check everywhere else
0: they do kind of lose out a little bit on the shipping costs. They want 74 bucks to ship that thing.
1: Ooh, yikes. Well, that's how they get you, I guess.
0: But still, that's cheaper than the alternative. By 200 bucks, And I really like that solid logo. I'm going to admit to being a sucker for that. Let's see. 60 front axle. I don't want lockout parts. I want shafts, cause I have to. One thing I don't like is that they make you scroll all the way back. Oh forward. no
1: no no! Never mind. Jegs comes in clutch with the sixty dollar non greasable fifteen fifty. That's, That's killer. not bad.
0: SPL.
1: SPL doesn't seem to always bring it up. You got to do life series.
0: Yeah, that's the Life Series non greaseable 60... 60- oh, that's how that kit's so cheap. That makes more sense now.
1: What? It comes with the non-greasable? Or greaseable?
0: Yeah. Um, It doesn't come with U-joints. Ah. Uh,
1: well, I yeah. mean, U-joints aren't too bad. No, they're, they're about, not. They're about the same price everywhere you go, except for jegs, apparently. So...
0: I'm, Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to hit Bart up and just see what he can do, because it would be really nice to just have everything kind of show up and be able to sit down one weekend and strip the axle shafts out of it, replace all the broken crap and, or not broken, but all the factor, factory uh outers and have it be good. I'm worried about the inners being the weak point at that point. But... Yeah, I wouldn't
1: worry about them. I never blew up my thirty spline Dana fifty inner's, and I beat the crap
0: out of that axle. Yeah, and it's a hell of a lot better than the cost in the other cart that I'm looking at right now. <laughs> uh, four stickies at six fifty a piece. Eh, that's not horrible. It's not horrible, but still not a. Still not cheap. No. Do, do, do and they're probably gonna charge tax. Uh Genrite wants $844 to ship tires.
1: Wow. That's fucking expensive. No way Why that... I... You could ship a car for
0: $800. Yeah, like... I'm sorry, Jen right. I wanted to give you some money, but that is not how these things work.
1: They better be like gift wrapped and they better come with a fucking uh, I don't know. They better come in something cool.
0: Um so the Baja bosses apparently are on back order through QuadraTech, but they offer free shipping.
1: Oh god, well why- they're not gonna be on order for, like, another month. Or more. Like, there are no tires. <laughs> you can't get tires right now, <laughs> like. Uh, getting a new tire is not, uh, something I would be looking at. Yeah, I'm- Literally, from when I went and got my four- razors uh it's i can now no longer find those exact tires even on ebay like there's just nothing and the stuff that is on ebay is way fucking marked
0: up which is obnoxious yep and that's how ebay works discount tire direct comes in clutch if I wish to order them. Go get them. Not right now, but definitely interested in them. And stickies are cool. But I think that we're kind of winding down on this. Decent little bit of rambling. Yeah, rambling.
1: You know, we got to look at
0: some Spicer Life Series joints. Um... Some outer parts for my shit wagon. That'll be nice though. Not having to worry about those. Yeah. Them plus a 1350 set of drive shafts, and I'll actually be able to beat on that thing a little bit harder.
1: That'd be nice. I'm curious to see what my fuse is now. Um, once I fix my fucking traction bar and. Uh, i got to go through the front end. Something was kind of clunking, but I don't think anything was broken. I think something's just loose. I just don't know what it is. I have a feeling it's probably either a shaft to spit out one of the bolts on the yoke on the transfer case or something else is going on. I'm not sure. It's only when the front is engaged, so it's something there. I'm not 100% sure yet.
0: but uh, On that note... I keep loosening up the upper link mount at the axle and I at first thought you guys were right when you said maybe that the, um, the joint was like seized up, Mm -hmm. but when it loosened up last time I unscrewed the nut and I was able to just tap it with a hammer out. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's seized up. So I threw a pry bar or, um, yeah, uh, not a pry bar. I threw a um, decent bit of force on torquing it down, and I and don't you know. Hold it. If that stick. doesn't work, interference nut? Yep. And if that doesn't work, I will get a longer bolt, swap the bolt out with one with more thread on it, and uh, double nut it with nylocks. Or you just get one of those
1: fancy, like, weld-on nut holders for the uh um you know what I you know what I'm talking about it's like a weld washer but it goes outside around the nut and encapsulates it so it can't fucking move those are kind of cool
0: they are except it would have to go on the bolt side because my front suspension goes together like a fucking jigsaw puzzle certain bolts have to be certain directions otherwise they interfere you can't loosen my track bar up without pulling out the coil springs and stuff like that. That's funky. You have to pull the coils out to take
1: the track bar off? Yep. How? Where does... Where does the track bar sit that makes you... or Oh, is that because it's in front of the fucking
0: yep. coil bucket because of the Artec stuff? Yep, yep. It's move... No, Um, I'm talking about on the frame side there. Even with the bracket oh, being forward. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. You have to have the nut um, facing the front of the vehicle, otherwise it gets into the spring. Hmm. So you have to drop the spring to get that bolt out.
1: Well, you put the bolt in the other way, and you shave the back of the bolt off a little bit past the nut. So you don't have that interference.
0: That still rubs. Mine, when it flexes, it come, the coil spring comes forward so I have to run the bolt basically if I had the nut sticking off the backside it would be obnoxious with the pinging because yeah. I have it shaved down to the end of the uh, the nut and it still makes noise
1: hmm. That's annoying. my
0: jeep's just a special case
1: no I mean when you get to the packaging with the track bar and factory coils it gets messy you can do it of my, my first track bar was actually set up pretty well And then my second track bar, somehow everything got pushed back. I don't know how. I was probably in a rush trying to get it ready for a trip, and it went in like not even a quarter inch back. And then I just had nothing but rubbing issues with it. And then I cut it out again to do the coilovers, and now it's crooked. So I'm going to have to do it a fourth time. But that's just how it goes. Fix it again, Grandpa. Fix it again, Grandpa. Yep. That poor fucking frame rail. There's the amount of bullshit on that side from the amount of times I've rebuilt that track bar is just obnoxious. It it looks horrible, but have you some pain seen on it, what you can't I did see it. mine? No. Oh yeah, no, I did. Yeah.
0: I yeah. About. Tell me that's not
1: hideous. I mean, it works. Like as long as it's not ripping off, I don't care. Like I'd rather I it look hideous it. and not rip off than rip off in the middle of the trail. And then us have to fix it, like.
0: Yeah, I plated everything up there on that side of the frame rail. The only thing I can do is plate the inside now. Um, Yeah, that's a pain. It's really it's.
1: If you ever have to pull the motor again, it's worth doing. It's not that bad, but. You know, it's a pain if you're trying to keep all that shit in there. Yeah. So
0: if I go with an LS. At some point in time, that is definitely going to be the way to go, is plate the hole inside while it's all out to put the LS in there, and just do it once it be done with it, mm-hmm. because it is so not worth dealing with putting more power in one of them and having it rip the engine out. No. That's, like, nightmare fuel.
1: Well, I mean, it sounds like they blow up every other trip anyways, so... Like it wouldn't be out of the question for it to just eat out of the chassis and break that way like you you're either gonna <laughs> you're either gonna have an issue with it you know wiping a wiping a cam bearing or some stupid shit or a rod bearing or you can drop it on the ground like personally, I think it'd be way cooler if you just shot it out and it just was on the ground broken versus you know wiping a rod bearing or cam bearing and you know,
0: why did we get into the sport?
1: I don't know. At least we're not dumb enough and put we're not putting LSs in our shit yet. Like then you're just spending all the money multiple times over the course of a month to make one motor run. Sorry to all the LS boys.
0: Yeah, it's fine. They can deal with it. It's it's, it's much the more price they pay for them. power. Do On the you other hand, cables? D White's rig is like. Do, 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 I'm yeah, just oh, going uh, to. Lim- is his motor beefed
1: up at all? I don't remember. Yeah.
0: I think it is. He got new cam bearings put in. He let all the LS magic out of oh, it. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Well. And then he just goes and stands it on rev limiter, like, till the headers are glowing cherry. Which, that, that's something entertaining in itself to watch his headers <laughs> start glowing when he's just getting down with it. Well, so, uh, one point for Dwight's four eight.
1: Everything else can go um, and sideways. Rest in peace with its bearings wiped.
0: Which, I don't get that. Like, everyone says L.S.s are reliable and then all of this shit happens recently. And it's been in a period well, of, like, months. I hate to say
1: it, but, you know, when the crawler boys start throwing motors together, like, high horsepower motors, like, I'm sure there are everyone here who listens and who we've had on is a very capable builder, but, like, you know, I've seen Jacob and how meticulous he is with some of that bullshit, like, uh, there's some things you really gotta do, not in a clean room, but you gotta be careful with, and sometimes, you know, I know my work area is not really the cleanest work area, um, so I can imagine what some of those bearings may might be seeing before they go
0: in. Nobody will admit it, but I don't know. You know what? That right there is how my rig's going to get now. Last, It's going to come out of, like, Backwoods, Maine, go through Jacob's shop, <laughs> and I'll go pick it up <laughs> afterwards, and it, that thing yeah. won't ever die. It'll no, run it, upside
1: down. Yeah, if if he builds it, as long as he doesn't tune it, he can't tune for shit. Let me tell you that, or at least not with the Edelbrock system. I I won't I won't judge him on the Holley stuff yet or standalone, but uh, he can put a motor together. I will say that.
0: Yeah, and it wouldn't be logistically that bad if I were to like do it around a Roush trip. You know, have him pick up the motor. Do all the work to it, figure out the payment, and then have you just bring it down in the truck bed. Yep. Back nope. the two trucks up next to each, or back one truck up over the engine lift, and then back the next one up over it. Yeah, it could be doable. Well, fill that
1: pocket and let him know. I'm sure he'd be all over that. Um, he's always or, looking for engine stuff, so. And then you can it, bitch we'll it noted. when it blows
0: up. And that would be hilarious.
1: I'm sure that he's going to
0: listen to this, and then I'm going to get a text about it, too. Yep. So, that'll be cool. I'm looking forward to that, Jake. <laughs> um, You know. But, on that note, I'd say we've been recording this for, what, about an hour or so? We are about
1: an hour on the dot in about 50 seconds. So... I think we're good to uh, cut it here. That's an old school term.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, And on that note, keep your LSs clean. Uh, Make sure that you assemble them in a clean room and buy the Spicer Lifetime joints.
1: Yeah, they're cool. And sometimes they're blue, apparently, if you buy them through Bronco Graveyard.